You're listening to episode 75 of the It's a Monkey podcast. We are not broadcasting a live podcast this week due to the Christmas season, but we are going to play for you an interview that I did with Melanie Perkins, who is the CEO and co-founder of Canva. We spoke to her in July 2014. Canva is an Australian startup that is doing amazing things, and Melanie has taken it from start on this incredible journey. So we're going to play you this interview and we'll be back in the next couple of weeks with a live podcast. So we hope you enjoy this interview with Melanie Perkins from Canva. And you are back with the It's a Monkey podcast. You are listening to Kevin Garber. I am the CEO of Manage Flitter and the co-founder of Manage Flitter, based here in Sydney, Australia, with customers all over this wonderful planet of ours. Um, and I've got a very special guest in the studio. Now, we, we um, often have guests from the States, Silicon Valley, New York, Israel, you name it. But the Sydney startup scene has been taking off and really been compounding. And I'm very excited to have the CEO of a fantastic startup called Canva. And they are just down the road from us in Surrey Hills. And with me um, is Melanie Perkins. And it's a um, a real pleasure to have a, a guest studio for a change, not a Skype guest. Melanie, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. Now, Canva is a great story that um, not only just a great Sydney tech startup success story, but a, a, a tech success story in general. Just tell us a little bit about Canva. Tell us a little bit about your journey um, and um, yeah, give us the background to the product. So the journey of Canva actually started over seven years ago. I was actually at university and teaching design programs like Photoshop and InDesign. And students really struggled to learn the very basics. It took so long to learn how to use the programs and so long to actually design even a very simple design. And so I realised that in the future, design would become much more simple. It would be online and collaborative. And so that was really when the idea for Canva was born. And then I took this concept and applied it to the yearbook market and started my first company, Fusion Books, with Cliff Obrett. And that became the largest yearbook company in Australia and launched in France, New Zealand, which was really awesome. And we were getting such positive feedback, but people kept saying, why can't I use this for other products like my newsletter and my marketing materials and my blog graphics? And so eventually we decided we were going to take on that big battle of trying to enable everyone to create beautiful design. And so two years ago, over two years ago now, we started the journey of Canva and my journey took me kiteboarding in Hawaii, trying to learn how to, because there's there's this huge conference where a lot of investors go. And so I had to learn to kiteboard in order to get to go to this conference. And then it went to San Francisco and spent many months there learning about everything to do with startups. I didn't even know what a VC was at the time. And eventually we found an incredible tech co-founder, Cameron Adams, joined us. And that um, became the foundation of Canva. And now 10 months in, we are going really strong. We just hit 550,000 users and it's been an incredible journey since. 550,000 users that's um in 10 months that's that's really incredible i mean you must be buzzing yeah it's really incredible the feedback that we get through our social media channels through emails like we're getting you know fan mail every day saying how much canva has improved their ability to design and to actually do their job which has been really incredible it's a lot of fun it's, um, I can say we we um, a little bit further along the journey than you, but not not much more. And I can tell you that uh, it never you never get tired of that feedback. Whenever we see tweets, you know that oh, you know since I've used your product, it's brought my Twitter account to life <laughs> and this and that. It's just it's it's our way of just 
adding value to the world. It's a good feeling, you know, but um, well done. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, Melanie, there's a lot of talk about Sydney being, um, you know, not San Francisco and not New York. And here you are building a global company. Um, you've raised money from, am I correct in saying both local and international investors? Yeah, absolutely. So you've raised money um, and it's early stage. I mean, what it's seed plus sort of series A type money. Seed round, yeah. Seed round of money. So there's early stage. So, I mean, people that are saying, oh, you can't really do it in Sydney and, you know, you've got to go to the Valley. I mean, what would you say to that? I think for us, we've really been able to get the best of both worlds. I've spent a lot of time in San Francisco, which meant, has meant that we've been able to build up great networks over there. Um, it's been really great for business development and for investors. But then here, the engineering talent and the team we've been able to build here in Sydney has been absolutely incredible. And I don't think we could have done it anywhere else in the world. Um, so That's interesting you say that. Why You couldn't have built up your engineering team anywhere else in the world. I mean... That's an unusual thing to say about Sydney. I know there's great talent here, but that's a that's a big call. I spent a lot of time in San Francisco. I spent over a year trying to find a technical co-founder and the technical co-founder happened to be in Sydney and then the team that we've built. So one of our um, investors is actually Lars Rasmussen who founded Google Maps and Google Wave in Sydney. And so a lot of his team members have actually joined our team now. And so this incredible calibre of engineers have, are now part of our team. And so I definitely think where our engineering team is second to none and you've definitely got the i mean lars is very well known um globally for google maps and you you got a coup as well earlier this year that guy kawasaki joined your team i mean he doesn't he doesn't rock up at the office at 8 30 a.m though i mean he's he, he works incredibly hard so he's talking to us at all sorts of hours we're often having a conversation at midnight his time um he's been doing an incredible job um, really helping to as as his title is chief evangelist and he's been evangelizing canva incredibly well does he spend much time in sydney he's actually coming to sydney next week yeah oh, terrific so um so it's one of his portfolio of um, roles, I would no, imagine. No, he's full time at Canva. He's full time at yeah. Canva. Wow, that's um, and how did how did that happen? I mean, guy's very well known as um, you know for his work at Apple and um, you know some other products. But how did he land up? I mean, I'm sure there are many companies that would have loved to have have guy working full time for them. Yeah, he's been he's been pitched many times over the years. Very certain, um, he actually had created a design with Canva and posted it on Twitter. And someone said, "Is that a Canva design?" And then that we picked that up on that um, in our social media feed. And then uh, Cliff, my co-founder, just emailed him. We had a few Skype calls, jumped on a plane to San Francisco, had a few chats in person, and he was as passionate about what we're trying to do as we were. So it seemed like a perfect match. Fantastic. I mean, Melanie, you're really living um, proof of, you know, if you, if you if you do stuff and you and you push out there, um, life life often meets you halfway. <laughs> it's it's luck. There's luck in everything, but there's also hard work in everything. Absolutely. I think that the only thing that you can control is your inputs, and if you're if you keep persisting at something for years and years on end, eventually it has to pull through. Surely. <laughs> It has to, you know, it's uh, the one thing that always um, impacts me when listening to entrepreneurs and their journeys are always different, except there's one element that I find the same and that's tenacity and hard work. Mm. You know, some of them come from money, some of them don't, some of them degrees, some of them aren't, but, you know, some of them are tech, some aren't, but that tenacity that's sticking to it is something that is just, if, if, if that element is not there, 
Um, it's, you know, that's, a, that's an important piece of the puzzle. Um, I always, I'm always hazard to ask this question um, because the fact that I have to ask this question may rep represent that there is a problem with the world slash industry. Being a female CEO of a tech company and a co-founder of a tech company, I mean, wh what are your thoughts around the whole Sheryl Sandberg, lean in, you know, there, there's a woman in tech, it's, 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 is there a problem? Is there not a problem? As a man, it's, it's very difficult to, uh, to know, um, you know, what the other side, um, you know, what's, re what's really happening um, on, on the other side with respect to female tech co-founders and females in the industry. I think, as I've said, it's really good to have that balance. And in New York, I was just astounded at how many amazing uh, tech female, super smart uh, co-founders and investors they are and I think it's great for everyone to have a bit of balance what are what are your thoughts as someone who's living it yeah I my personal view is that like for me I see problems that I have to solve and for me being a female is not one of those problems I'm you know you've got a hiring problems investment problems all, you know all the problems that you have along the way and then you solve um, and being a female is just part of who I am it's not something that I dedicate a lot of thought to it I think absolutely diversity is important for any industry um, so when you uh, sort of side tracking, I mean, when you, when you hear that question asked to you, on, honestly, does it, do you think, oh, geez, there's that question again. It's like, does it irritate you? Is it, do you think we have to move past actually even asking that question? That fact that we asked that question, it's sort of like, you know, like Barack Obama is the first black president. Well, I mean, we shouldn't be have to highlight that he's a person first and foremost, you know. But at the same time, it is significant that we're moving past, a, you know, a, a landmark, um, you know, of just white presidents. So, what's what's your view on on the actual question? That's a very good question. I I like to talk about entrepreneurship because talking about being a female seems kind of a strange question. It's like talking about your gender. What's your gender like, Kevin? And so, I, but I, at the same time, I appreciate the statistics are astounding. Um, so I, I don't know. It's a, something that I'm still figuring out. Yeah, it's an it's um, it's an interesting one. Um, but I think diversity and balance in the industry is is good for us all. Um, so where's, you know, where to for Canva? I mean, your growth is amazing. But be, be, before, before um, you answer that, let me ask you another bread and, bread and butter question. What's, what's your business model? You've got all these users. Um, are you making money from some of them? Yeah, so in Canva, we have a library of over a million images of stock photography and illustrations that people can put in their design and then they can export it. And then they it's only then that they actually pay a dollar for the image that they've used. And we're getting a huge number of people who are starting to use these images every month. It's growing phenomenally. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot more things yet to unveil, which we'll be unveiling uh, later on this year. But for now, yeah, stock photography and illustrations are where people can actually pay for Canva if they want to. Otherwise, they can use it for free. And you are hiring. Tell us about um, you know, if someone's listening to the podcast and they, they're loving what you hear, what's, uh, loving what they hear, what, what type of positions you're hiring for? We are hiring for almost every position at the moment. So we're hiring incredible designers, incredible developers, front-end coders, back-end coders. Um, we're hiring on the marketing side. So if you're an incredible person who just is in 
really passionate about what you do, really loves our vision of being able to enable everyone to create beautiful design, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at jobs at canva.com. And all the roles need to be based in Sydney? So we are predominantly hiring in Sydney and if you are overseas, Sydney is a beautiful place to come. It's ridiculously um, <laughs> beautiful. It is not, it's not just beautiful. It's, uh, it's ridiculously beautiful. And if you're in looking for some beautiful summertime beaching and all sorts of wonderful things, it's a, a really beautiful city to come and spend a couple of years and uh, help us to achieve a world-dominating, hopefully, mission. <laughs> Jeez, well, you're well on your way. Um, so is that the is that the, the aim, world domination of uh, <laughs> helping people design, you know, on the fly, quick and easy, in the cloud? Yeah, we just want, we have a view of the way design should be. And at the moment, it's super complex. And we feel like we're taking steps towards making it a lot simpler. We really feel like we're just getting started. We've done 1% of, I think, what Canva's capable of. So give us your top three tips if there's someone listening that's maybe, you know, wants to give it a go. And they may be in, in a place that's not Silicon Valley or not New York. Give us, give some, give, give, what are the three things that you wish someone told you four years ago that you know now? I think so. Number one is find a problem that you feel passionately about because you'll be following that problem and finding that solution for such a long period of time that it's something that you really believe, need to believe you want solved. Um, that's number one. And then just having the determination to see it through. Once you've got an idea that you would like to pursue, it just takes a very long time and you have to try the same thing many, many times from every single different angle in order to actually come up with that solution. And every single every single stage has new challenges, whether you're trying to find technical co-founders or whether you're trying to find team members or whether you're trying to um, you know, get the first dollar in the door or find investors or you know, there's a whole bunch of things that you need to figure out on the go. Um, and so that, I guess that brings me to the third point, which is really just get started. There's so many things to learn that you can't possibly know them all beforehand. You just have to start, take the first step and then you'll eventually learn everything as you go, speak to people, get out there, just start doing it. Fantastic. Melanie, um, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I only heard about you guys last week, which I don't know how that happened, but I'm incredibly Every, or the rest of my team will know about you. So, and they're the real smart ones. I just pay the bills. Um, but I'm really excited that a company like yours exists in Sydney. I think you guys are going to be great for the for the Sydney ecosystem. I really am looking forward to tracking your success. I think um, I think this is only the beginning, just for you guys. And um, I wish you I wish you really all the best luck. And I look forward to doing some work with you. Thank you so much and thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for your time.